You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. And since it's Monday, you know it. It's time to talk about our health and fitness. And I'm really excited uh, to be joined once again by the one and the only Nathan Solier. Nathan, it's great to see you today. How are you doing? I am well, Noreen. How are you? Yes, I'm doing very well. We are just talking just now that, you know, we feel good. And today is the day we're going to be dedicating the next 20 minutes or so to talk about our health and fitness. And today, um, I thought the topic can be about strength training. No, I keep saying strength training. I mean stability training. I said that earlier as well. Yeah, stability. Exactly. (laughs) Stability training. Well, first of all, what is it and why is it important for everyone? How would you sort of define stability training? Well, I, I want to just sort of give some some background pretext for this is that, you know, um, one of the things that I've been noticing is, is I've, I've got um, I've been working some 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 older people. Uh, I call them wise and they're all in their like 70s and 80 years, 80s years old. And I've noticed their balance, their stability is really bad. And um, and it, it brought me something to 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 a, um, a, a thought that I had a few years ago. You know, when my when my children were growing up, is like you know when they go from babies to toddlers, and then they go toddlers to sort of you know to children, is how how unstable they are. You know, because you know when they're on the floor, they're crawling along, and then they stand up, and then they use the you know the table as a little bit of balance. And then they then they they stand on two feet, and then they have to walk, and they're, and they're wobbling all over the place. And but as an adult, you don't think twice about that, do you? You're leaping down the right? stairs, you know, missing two two steps at a time, jumping down. It's amazing, yeah. right? And so we don't think of these sort of things as an adult, or, or you know, when we get to our like teenage or even in in our early early adulthood. But when we start to get to a certain age, we start losing that ability to stabilize. And I've noticed that is that especially people that are in their 70s and 80s and somewhat in their 60s and even a little bit younger, if they haven't been doing any form of uh, uh, movement or exercise or anything like this, they're really unstable. And so... So that's the the background of of why I wanted to talk today about the importance of being able to get stability and and what actually is stability. And there's two ways, there's two um, things that you got to look at when you when you when you look at stability. First one is the stability around the joint when you're not moving. So what I mean by that is is how stable are you when you just stand on the spot? And I, I, I urge your listeners to try this as like, why, you know, why you're there, stand up and listen to what I'm saying and see how long it is before you start to feel like, oh, that's really uncomfortable. Or just notice how much you actually move around on that spot. So, you know, notice when you're standing is you're, you're, you may rock forward onto your toes or rock back onto your heels or you move from side to side or even worse with some people, you may even experience any pain or discomfort or tightness or aches because you're standing in one spot. So that's your first one. The second one is movement, the stability of a joint through a movement. So, for example, uh, I use golf as a great one to be able to um, – 
to, to use as a reference. When you swing a golf club, you all the way through that rotation of, of swinging that golf club over your back and then bringing it forward, you know, through and then across and around your back again, your body has to counterbalance so that way you don't fall over. And I'm sure that your listeners understand when you do, you know, have those times when you do swing that golf club and you and you swing it all the way around and you lose your balance. Whereas when you watch golfers when they play, they swing two feet on the floor, they swing all the way through and then they stop, right? So there's two types of stability here and both of them we need to be aware of because the first one, which is the, the static stability or just staying on one spot, allows our bodies to be able to, and if it's, if it's, if you're fully balanced, which of course no one is, but if you were, you were to the upteenth or, or to perfection of being balanced, you would have all your muscles being squeezed at the right um, intensity, which creates stability. And it creates what do we call tensegrity, where all the muscles are being squeezed at the, at the right, um, right amount and your body feels relaxed. You ever gone and seen a, a massage therapist and they go, oh, you feel really tight through your neck or through your shoulders or through your lower back? Well, the, the lack of balance or the lack of stability has us go into these compensatory patterns. And what I mean by those compensatory patterns is, and I'm demonstrating this on Facebook, but, you know, if I describe it to your listeners, is as if you're standing in one spot, you might find that your head goes forward which, of course, creates your shoulders to go forward. And to counterbalance that, we stick our pelvis forward so we create this sort of um, hinge where we're actually just hinging on each joint, which creates tension and, and, uh, and, and, um, and stress on our bodies. But when we have stability, then our posture is perfect and, and everything is all in, all in balance where you don't feel any, you know, any tension at all. Yeah, and, and so that's your, relating on. it back to toddlers, Nathan, we often say that, you know, toddlers and children have really, really good posture. So maybe they're not so stable on their feet, but once they are stable, you look at their postures very good. At what age does do we start to sort of get a bit unhinged, you know, sort of hinging on the, on the various joints? At what age do we start forming well, these bad habits? Uh, as soon as we start to stand. As soon as we start to stand and start moving around. Now, but the thing is, is standing is actually really beneficial for stability and balance. And um, uh, and and it's really, it's you know, we, we're supposed to move. We, you know, we've got two hands, two legs. And, and the reason why we have those is because we're supposed to be hunting and gathering and, 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 uh, and, and, and moving around. But the other thing is, is like, yes, we start to, we, you know, as soon as we stand, we start being affected by gravity. But the thing is, is I find this is like when people's posture starts to go, it's usually around when they start to sit for long periods of time. And most of it comes when you are going to school or going to preschool. So we actually are already from the ages of very young, already picking up poor um postural patterns because of our lifestyle. Now, obviously, 
there's some people that are going to have a better posture than others. And this, and some of it's going to be genetic because, you know, you've seen, you've ever seen before, you know, you'll, you'll look at someone's posture and then you'll look at their son and their daughter's posture and they'll be like, wow, you know, there's exactly the same. Well, because they've picked up these genetic, you know, not necessarily defaults, but these, these genetics off their mom and dad. And so they start having the same sort of posture as their mom and dad, but it becomes even more influenced and more exaggerated as we have a lifestyle of too much sitting. So it's really important that we are moving and you, you know, you'll see this with, um, you know, uh, with kids is, is that they want, you know, as soon as they can get up to stand, they'll get up and stand. They even have, you know, kids in school, they have struggled to keep people, keep kids sitting, especially boys, because they want to stand, they want to move. And if they're not moving, then, you know, they're not releasing, you know, uh, catharsism, they're not releasing those endorphins, and they have this bent up kind of, you know, energy that they need to release. So it's really important to be able to get people to stand as much as you can. Yeah. And in terms of stability training, so, is it yeah. also quite important so that, you know, kids and adults, the more stable we are, uh, the less likely we're going to injure ourselves when we're doing these workouts because we've, we're just more yeah. stable on, on our feet. Yeah. Well, back to, back to what I said before is the, that you've got the stable, you, you've got your static stability and then you've got your dynamic stability. Now, the, the, the dynamic stability is, is the stabilization of a joint through a certain movement. Now, if you were swinging, and we'll take the golf swing again, if you were swinging through that, and at some certain point, your joint was unstable, then then you run the risk of that joint becoming, you know, uh, becoming ruptured, um, or, or injured or, or anything or inflamed or anything like this. So this is why it's really important to be able to stabilize the joint, not only through being static, but also through movement as well. And I get so many people coming through is this like, you know, for example, I'll, I'll use golfers again, is this that, you know, they'll, they'll go through the swing and at some point they go, oh, I feel pain, you know, at, at, you know, just as the downward swing happens, then we've got to be able to look at, okay, well, how do we strengthen them at that point of access so that way that joint becomes stable and, and reduces the amount of inflammation, pain, um, uh, and, and so that way they can get through that without any pain. Yeah. I hope that makes a little sense. Yeah, it does, totally. Yeah? Um, Nathan, so, yeah, sorry, go on, go on. Well, I was just going to say, and so, and so, you know, that's really important to be able to, to strengthen through that point because a lot of people sort of get stuck on the stability part is just by, oh, I'm just being able to stand on one spot. But because we have to, we move, and then we add in other aspects of, um, and I'm using, you know, a, a couple of things is, is like, you know, if you, 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 you had a, a slippery mat in your house and you slipped and then you caught yourself before you fell over, that is that is the the stability Plus kicking reflex, in. yeah, yeah. And I've had so many times where people have done that; they've slipped on something and they've fallen over. Yeah. And how do you reduce that? Well, yes, you you have to do certain exercises to to reduce the um, the chance of of that happening. But you also got to make sure that you are practicing those things in a controlled environment, and which is why um, you know Pilates is really good. 
um, uh, using Swiss balls as a stability, uh, as a um, as a, a bench, or, or even or even better to be able to kneel on or sit on, uh, or even stand on if you can do things like that. The, there's another piece of equipment in the gym called the Bozu ball or the foam roller, and that also creates instability as well. So you you need to be able to train all of those aspects of being able to stable. And and one thing I didn't mention before is is that stability increases your stability increases your balance, but it also increases your center of gravity. So so when you when you are when you do slip, you are able to just recorrect or you know right yourself. So that way, you know, you you your center of gravity goes over that st- stable point or wherever it needs to be. Yeah, and that's why it's also good to get children, you know, hiking and stuff because then they get used to sort of this unlevel terrain, and it helps them with yeah. their stability. Um, yeah, rather yeah. than just getting them yeah, working absolutely. on concrete paths. Exactly, or even jungle gyms. Jungle you know, gyms. using those sort of things in in um, we, you know we have the parks where we have these different jungle gyms and, and different apparatus where they get to climb and train and all those sort of things. I think it's really important for for parents to really um, challenge their kid. Obviously, within the reasons of safety, and what I mean by that is, is don't worry about letting them fall, but be there when they fall. Yeah. <laughs> so that way. You can either catch them or, or, or just comfort or, or them if they. Yeah, yeah. But because I do see, I do see a lot of parents out there, and they're sort of like, you know, the kid wants to climb up on the, and you know, like, the jungle. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. But that's how we learn. You know, you've got to remember, we are, um, you know, we we are these, you know, and uh, and you know, whether you whether you believe it or not, you know, we we are like monkeys. You know, we have our hands and, and our legs and we've got to use them both together. And, you know, we all know that. No, we don't all know. We, we, the, the research shows is that, you know, if I use my left hand and my right leg together, it, 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 it improves the communication between my left brain and my right brain. So it actually improves my analytical and my creative side just by getting them to crawl on a jungle gym or using their hands and their legs together. Yeah. So it's really important to be able to teach them that stuff. And, and I agree, you know, getting them on the walks, you know, even climbing trees, uh, you know, climbing up embankments. So that way they get to, you know, to, to automatically um, increase their center of gravity but it becomes fun too. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can do a topic on, on this, but also the language that we use when we encourage children to explore and play. You know, I, I, I sometimes go to the playground with my kids and sometimes you'll see the papa, the gong gong papa, the, the grandmas and the granddads who look after the children. They'll sort of say, oh, don't don't play with that one. It's it's too scary. Uh, see, some be careful, you know, and sort of like discourage it, their grandchildren to play on, you know, those jungle gym type things. And it's quite interesting to see some other parents of saying, you can do it, give it a go, you know, don't be scared. That and it's just yeah, qu- quite interesting because that yeah. sort of reflects on the, the children's ability. The ones who are like got the grandparents saying, don't do that, you know, they're sort of more well, actually some some just yeah. don't even care what the grandparents say. They just go for it. <laughs> But there are yeah, some yeah, who then exactly. become a bit scared, and they're, and, and they're the kids that I and I, I and, and you know I don't know any stats on this, but these are the kids that really become confident, you know, not only in in their own physical being, but also in their mental and emotional status as well, because you know they're willing to go and try stuff on their own, and if they're being positively um, 
enforced yeah. to be able to go and try things within the scope of of not you know um you know of not hurting or or, or worse killing the child you want to be making sure that you're you're putting him in a safe environment like you know when i get a kid when i get my my, my when i had my boy or my, or my daughter climb trees of course i'm standing underneath the tree right or I'm coaching them when they're climbing that tree and I'm saying, okay, there's a branch up there, grab hold of that branch. Now you can put your leg over on that little little nook in the tree yeah. and now you can pull yourself up and I might even give them a little bit of a, you know, hold them on their, on their bum or on their feet and allow them just to be able to feel safe that I'm there. But generally they're doing the majority of the work. So, and, and I think that's also, you know, I think it's also very important for older people as well is is that you know we need to keep challenging that too because i i think um you know as i said before is is that you know as we get older we start to regress and i've seen you know um uh old uh you know older people being held by their um by their help or their you know their their armor uh, the, you yeah, know because they have caregivers being yeah stable. Yeah. So I think it's really important to be able to challenge your balance on a daily basis within the reasons of safety. Yeah. Well, finally, Nathan, what are some exercises or routines that we can do to improve on our stability then? Oh, okay. So the first one, I would say the most easiest one that you can do is if you stand up and all you do is you, and you can use this against, uh, you might want to use uh, like a, I'm just reaching back and I'm grabbing. Oh, no, I can use my seat, actually. And so all I do is, is like I lift one foot off the floor. Okay. Okay. Lift one foot off all the right. floor. All right. Take, take both hands off. Okay. And then all you're going to do is stand there. Now, if you feel that you've got that, okay, what you can do is you can come to your tippy toe. Whoa. Okay. That's harder. That, that's, yeah, that's even harder, right? But the whole idea is is to create that instability and then change to the other leg. And notice which leg you struggle with because your weakest your, your weakest link will be your downfall. So if you find that your right leg is weaker than your left leg, then what I challenge you to do is do two on your right leg and one on your left leg. That would be a perfect one you can do. Okay. Yeah? Now, the next one that you can do as well, and especially, especially if um, – uh, you know, you have any shoulder issues, yeah, is you can even lie on your back or even put your hands against the wall and then all you're going to do is just gently squeeze the shoulder blades together and then you're going to hold that. Now, that's even holding that just for like five to ten seconds is actually a real struggle. So being able to do that, that would be a great one to do for your shoulders. And one more that I would give as well is this called a wall lean. And what you'll do is you'll go up against the wall, yeah, your head's resting against the wall, you bring your feet forward about a foot, and then you lift your shoulders and your hips away from the wall, and I'm just balancing on the, the back of my head. I might Whoa. like to use a bit of a towel to give me a little bit of, a, 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 little bit of a, um, a, a soft cushion spot, but then I hold that position. Our head weighs around 10% of our body weight. And so being able to strengthen the muscles in your neck will, uh, will decrease the amount of neck pain that you actually have. And because balance is really beneficial, it, it really relies on your head. If your head is slightly tilted to one side, then that will also create that correcting balance, which we don't want. We want to be able to get your head in one line. 
So I would recommend those are the three stability exercises that I would challenge your 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 uh, listeners to to try out. Excellent, Nathan. Well, finally, have you got a, a YouTube channel or a Facebook page that we can follow you and your work on? Yeah, you, actually, there's a lot of stability exercises on my YouTube channel, which is Elite Personal Training Hong Kong. So go on there, subscribe. I'm always posting different stretches as well as stability stuff and a range of different things that you might like to, to implement for your health and well-being. And, um, and if you want to reach out to me on Facebook, then that is uh, Elite PT Studio. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Nathan, and I hope to chat to you again next week. Thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. Never could imagine.